This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So we're back at it again. NFL, a little NBA. Let's get started, shall we? Oh, and we're going to get into some NCAA football a little later. The game of the century. The game of the season. Both coming off about Eagles, Chiefs. The Eagles are going to Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium. And they left with a dub, like I told y'all they was. 21-17 Eagles had a little bit of offense, a lot of defense, and key plays. Let's talk about it, shall we? Everybody knows MVS wide receiver for the Chiefs had a post route, be the corner bad. This is late in the game, less than a minute. And 45 seconds left in the game. Less than two, less than two minutes in less than two minutes in the game. Patrick Mahomes drops back, hits MVS in the hands, and what this man do? Try to body catch it by putting it towards his shoulder pads and dropped it. And the Chiefs obviously go on to lose that game. They had uh, red zone interception by Patrick um, in the first half. Um, it was a short, he short armed it and um, Bayard, who just got, you know, just got to the Eagles, picked it off. You have, you know, the Chiefs also driving on another possession. Travis Kelsey fumbles the ball. So the Chiefs had mistakes and They've been the worst team in the second half in terms of points. They have been able to score points um, in the last three games in the second half. 0-0-0. Worse than in my Jets. And we'll talk about them a little later. But the Eagles are now 9-1. The Eagles was just able to keep the game close, make it ugly, and win in the end. Now, did they get some help from the Chiefs? Of course. But the Eagles were down at halftime and came back to win. Jalen Hurts now is 8-11, went down by double digits in a game. And you look at the situation, and the Eagles have a good offensive line that can run the football when needed. Their defensive line can get to the passer. And they're the most talented roster in all of football. A.J. Brown was 1-for-8, one reception, 8 yards. And it didn't matter because Devontae Smith went for six for 99. It just doesn't matter with this team. This team is uber talented, the most talented team in all of football, in my personal opinion. And they showed that. And as for the Chiefs, they should have went out in the deadline, could have gotten a Chris Godwin, potentially a Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins during the offseason. But no, they wanted to stick with these receivers. and. Those receivers are the reason or one of the biggest reasons why the Chiefs are not looking how we typically see them during the season. 
this high-octane offense, we are not seeing. And we saw a glimpse of it last year, but guess what? They won the Super Bowl, so it didn't really matter. And now it's bearing its fruit. And then also, I don't care what nobody says. Travis Kelsey don't look right, man. You saw the the interview that he had um, in, in that article and he talked about how he thinks about his surgeries and how it's impacted him every single day. He thinks about them routinely, thinking about the end of the road for his career. He's 34 years old. And I honestly think I watched him last night, see him in, in, in a couple of games. And this is the first year. It just doesn't look right to me. It looks like there's the, you know, the, the end of the road for, for Travis Kelsey. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what the Chiefs look like moving forward because right now the road to the super bowl in the afc gotta go through the bank the chiefs have never had to go on the road during the patrick mahomes era for a playoff game so we will see if the chiefs can make sure that they can secure that number one seed or if they don't we will see what they are outside of the confines of arrowhead stadium now let's get into the other game that I want to talk about. We ain't gonna talk about the Broncos and the Vikings. It's just meh. There ain't really much to talk about. But the Bills against the Jets, there's some stuff to talk about. One, I told y'all we was gonna lose. I told y'all we was gonna lose bad. And we did. The Bills beat up on the Jets 32 to 6. Game wasn't even close. It wasn't even close at any point in the game outside of the first quarter. After that, it was good night, Irene. Josh Allen, if you look at the numbers, he had one interception. Didn't really matter because it was at the end of the uh end of the half and he was heaving it up. But he had three touchdowns and they was able to run the ball. They were methodical in their approach. And it didn't matter that, you know, Stephon Diggs had four catches for 27 yards really shut down because Shakir went for three for 115 in a tub. So you look at the, the ball distribution, you know, Kincaid got involved, Cook got involved. Obviously, Johnson, their running back, former Jet, got involved. And they were also able to run the ball with Murray, with Cook. And the Bills are back on track, six and five. We'll see what they look like when they play stiffer competition. But all in all, they looked methodical in their approach against the Jets. And as for the Jets, Zach Wilson got benched, and he's no longer the starter for the remaining of the season outside of injury. He is the third emergency quarterback for the Jets. The number one quarterback right now is Tim Boyle, who will start against the Dolphins, and then backing him up is Trevor Simeon. I told y'all this season was over four plays into the season, regardless of the win that we had against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. With that being said, the season's really done. Now, Tim Boyle, I guarantee you, people want to blame coaches after coaches after coaches y'all need to start blaming these players because zach wilson is trash the best offensive games that the jets have had zach wilson is not a part of it was all other quarterbacks like joe flacco mike white so on and so forth and guess what now tim boyle is gonna go out there 
I guarantee, I guarantee you the Jets will score double digits in this game. They will score double digits. I'm firmly a believer in that. They will score double digits. You know why? Because Tim Boyle will look far better than Zach Wilson has had looked since the Chiefs game. Guaranteed. Will we win the game? I don't know. But the offense will look much better. Y'all want to blame Nathaniel Cackett? Y'all want to blame Mac, uh, Mike LaFleur? No. Zach Wilson been butt cheeks. He's been butt cheeks since he's played with the Jets. He's had glimpses of hope. And then around those glimpses has been straight poo. I'm done talking about this team. Let's talk about another team, shall we? Let's talk about the Bengals. Their season is over. Week 11, Thursday night football, Joe, Joe Burrow, who was hurt and wasn't reported, so the NFL is investigating, couldn't grip a football, couldn't throw a football. And he's out with nerve damage or, or ligament tear in his wrist. The Bengals season's over. I told y'all the Bengals season's over after week three. And they went on that little winning streak just before their bye, and y'all thought they were coming back alive. Nope. They ain't the dead man. They ain't the undertaker. They're going right back down. Season's over. Kaput. I don't know who their backup is, and their backup is trash because I watched him play. His name is Browning. Man, he trash. The season's over. The Baltimore Ravens took care of business, beating them 34 to 20. And more importantly, the Bengals' season's over, and the Ravens' road to prosperity, they need to take care of business, especially when they're up big. Their three losses are teams they shouldn't have not, not lost to, and they were up in the fourth quarter. So they got to clean that up. Woo! Now that we've talked about the NFL in week 11, let's talk about the NCAA and John Harbaugh. So if y'all don't know, or Jim Harbaugh, I should say. If y'all don't know, Jim Harbaugh, coach of the Michigan Wolverines football team is being, you know, put under investigation, um, suspended for three games, can coach the team during the week, but can't coach them during the game. The The team has won a, um, a couple of games, most notably against the uh, Nittley Lions, Penn State. But I'm here to tell y'all this. This is just how I feel when it comes to the Jim Harbaugh situation. One, he's leaving to go to the NFL this season. He's done with college. I believe he's going to go to the NFL, maybe to the Chargers, maybe to the Raiders, maybe to the Commanders. We don't know. But I do believe his time in the in, in college football is over. Secondly, I believe that if this is truly an investigation, which the investigation is upon stealing signs, i.e. the Patriots a couple of years ago, because they uh, – the the NCAA um, caught an assistant coach of the Wolverines um, at a different game of an opponent that the Wolverines was going to play in a couple of weeks, you know, in a sunglasses and a hat, and they want to investigate that, then Jim Harbaugh should not be 
able to be near the the entire team until this matter is over with. And that's just how I feel about it. Um, now, do I think the, the players should be, you know, put in a situation where they are, you know, punished for this? No. But at the same time, I do believe that they need to, you know, they need to punish Jim Harbaugh if the stuff he's doing is true, which is stealing signs, putting, you know, his staff in positions to go out to other games and steal signs. Um, you know, this just reeks of Patriots, um, especially at the college level, is just disgusting. Um, and, you know, the Wolverines are saying, hey, we're the only team that just got caught. All these other teams have been doing it too, and they snitching. So we'll see what the final verdict is. But that's just my two cents on it. Now, let's switch gears and get to the association. One of the best things I saw all in the NBA this past week was Russell Westbrook. The mayor went into Ty Lue's office and said, I think I should come off the bench. And since he's come off the bench, the Clippers have looked much better. They are looking like a team that could do some damage. Now, it's only been two games, and one of those was against the woeful, you know, uh, San Antonio Spurs. But, and another one was against the Houston Rockets. But I do think that one of those guys needed to come off the bench. And I think Russ, it made sense for Russ to be off the bench because James Harden, to me, is a guy that can facilitate, can get people in, in, in good spots. And he's more of a point guard. Um, than Russ. Um, and I think, you know, coming off the bench with Russ makes a lot of sense. And, and it kind of showed in the numbers. If you watch, you know, Harden, he was um, in the last game, he was 13, 13 points, 10 assists, you know, 17 plus minus. Um, it just looked good. And I think moving forward, you know, this lineup could work with Terrence Mann at the two, James Harden at the one, PG, Kawhi at the forward spots and then Zubats in the center position. So we'll see what happens, but but I like what's going on there. Um, a team that I am worried about, not going to lie, is the Milwaukee Bucks as we shift gears from the Clippers to the Bucks. They can't stop a nosebleed. They can't stop a stop sign. They can't stop a yield sign. They can't stop nobody. They couldn't stop senior citizens in a retirement home. This team is garbage on the defensive end. And I know it's still early, but giving up 129 to the Washington Wizards is bad. Like I said, the Milwaukee Bucks can't stop senior citizens in a retirement home. They are horrible on the defensive end. Damian Lillard, who's big time, and he should have been in Miami, but that's another story for another day. He's not Drew Holiday defensively. And Drew Holiday is not, you know, he's not Damian Lillard, but Lord. I think for that team, we'll see if it bears his fruit. But I'm starting to think that what Drew Holiday represented for that specific team will, in the long term, view as what was best for the team as opposed to what Lillard is for that team. I think Drew Holiday is a better fit for the Bucks because they, for some reason, can't stop nobody. Now, Brooke Lopez don't look like the defensive anchor that he once was. Same thing with Giannis. They out here giving 100 points to, like, everybody. They had to score 142 to have a comfortable lead against the Wizards. Nah, stop it. 
Just, just, just stop it. They need to get better defensively. I know Jay Crowder is hurt. Um, they lost PJ Tucker um, a couple of years ago. They lost Drew Holiday last uh, this past offseason. So I understand, but at the same time, bro, you got the DPOY in Giannis. You got Brooke Lopez, who was a finalist. Make it work. Make it work. Now, one of the under-radar moves in the NBA, in the association that is trickling right now is this Zach Levine, you know, talks. You know, other teams want him like potentially the Sixers or the Lakers or the Miami Heat. I'm here to tell y'all this right now. If the Heat are able to parlay a guy like Duncan Robinson and potentially Kyle Lowry for Zach Levine. And let's just say uh, with, with Zach Levine, you know, the Heat was able to get one of their other guards, Alex Caruso. We're going back to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm just letting y'all know this. If the Heat can able to swing that and not have to give up too much, oh, yeah, we're going right back to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'll tell y'all this because you got somebody like a closing Jimmy Butler. You got Bam, all-world center. You also have Tyler Hero who's hurt right now, but he's going to come back, going to give you a good 20 to 25 points. And then you add another scorer in Zach Levine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see y'all. Yeah, I'll see y'all in the Eastern Conference Finals, whether it's Milwaukee or the Boston Celtics. I'm just going to say that now. Now, let's end the podcast with week 12. And this week 12 is a little special because it's Turkey Day. It's Turkey Day. It's Turkey Day. It's Turkey Day. And there's three games. First up, Packers at Lions. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. Um, handingly, the Packers are not good. I told y'all they were not going to be good. Um, they might make it competitive in the first half, but no Aaron Jones, and they're, they're going to lose bad. The marquee game in terms of Thanksgiving because it's in the middle of the day where everybody's eating. Commanders at Cowboys. We know the Cowboys have a bye week now, and they're going to be playing the Commanders. The Commanders are free-falling. You saw what they did against the Giants, turned the ball over left and right, and... The Cowboys have been playing well. They beat up on bad teams. I expect the Cowboys to play well and win by at least 14 to 21 points. And then the nightcap, you got the 49ers at Seattle. I got the 49ers winning on the road. Uh, Geno Smith doesn't seem like he's going to play. And if he does, he's going to be hampered with injury. Uh, Brock Purdy looked pretty good uh, last week. And they got their big boys back. You got the best football player on their team in Trent Williams. You got Debo Samuel back. You got Brock Purdy playing well. Christian McCaffrey's still there. I got the 49ers winning. And in terms of the rest of the slate of games, you got on Black Friday, the Dolphins coming into New York. The game will be close. The Jets will lose 24-21. to I'm just going to say that. The Bucks at Colts. I got the Bucks on the road um, winning that game. Jaguars at Texans. This is a really, really good matchup. I can't wait to see it. And I'm going to go with the Jaguars on the road. Panthers at Titans. The Titans will win that game because the Titans are going to – they've not looked good, and they're going to take it out on the Panthers. 
Giants playing against the Patriots, two bad teams, and I'm going to go with the Giants. I think the Giants play play well. They play inspired. Saints at Falcons. I'm going to go with the Saints. Steelers at Bengals. I got to rock with the Steelers because, Lord, I can't go with Browning as my quarterback. Broncos at home against the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns because I just love their team. They run the football, they play defense, and they make it ugly. Rams, Cardinals, I got the Rams. Bills at Eagles. Ooh, this is going to be a heavyweight fight, and I got the Eagles winning a close one. Chiefs at Raiders. I got the Chiefs. Ravens at Chargers Sunday Night Football in L.A. Doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson's going to take care of them. And then Monday Night Football game, Bears-Vikings. I got the Vikings at home. This has proved me wrong. And once again, I proved y'all wrong. Peace. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong. Or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.